0: The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTRadio.live. Kate Shimarani on today's news talk TNT Radio.
1: Happy Sunday, folks. Can you believe it's the 17th of December? What is that? Is that eight? Eight more sleeps till the fat bloke comes down your chimney that you've never met in your life that you're going to allow around your kids? (laughs) Now, this is live radio, and sometimes. Sometimes things go wrong and we can't get a hold of our guests because of time zones or maybe they've fallen asleep. Who knows? So I am ever the professional. So let's get cracking. If you're peeling the spuds for Sunday dinner, if you're out sweeping the leaves, if you're just listening to me because you're hoping that this year is going to be the year that you're going to absolutely zone in on a date with me. Well, four million pounds is spent at this time of year in the uk on mince pies can you believe it four million pounds spent on dried gmo fruit with white acid poison more addictive than crack cocaine encased in hydrogenated fat that's if you buy them at the supermarket into a pie and you're going to spend $4 million of your hard-earned cash. What's that going to do? It's going to uh, make the sugar bind to the protein and make your blood sticky and cause plaque in your blood vessels. It's going to cause you to comatose if you're really lucky and you miss that bloat who's calling himself a king doing some speech. I don't know what it is. I don't listen. Anyway, that's what happens. But get ready because as we hit New Year, this is hysterical. It's not really increase in divorce rate come New Year. I mean, all the lawyers, the divorce lawyers must be rubbing their their grubby little hands together because you went and spliced yourself to somebody with the Rockefeller system where you had your two bonds joined and you signed on that marriage register. So now it's going to cost you a pretty quid to get out of it. Not that you should be doing that anyway. Now you may have on your Christmas list, fellas, what you want in your Christmas stockings. And it might not be a size eight to 10. It might be a plus size. And if that's the case, don't be asking for what you can't have. Just buy her a gym membership. I mean, me personally on my Christmas list, I've got something that won't fit down the the chimney. I have had an invoice uh, come early saying that size of gonads for the husband that the Lord is picking for 2024 for me is not going to fit down my chimney because he's going to need big gonads to take me on. Let me tell you. Anyway, as I always say, offered on a postcard and I will consider. Well, let's have a look at what's happening in the UK whilst we We are trying to get a hold of our guest, a nurse, and if she doesn't make it on this week, for whatever reason, she will come back on because she has been dismissed from her job, Nurse Gail McCrae in America, when she tried to stop her colleagues basically from killing patients, and also when she spoke out against what she was seeing since the uh, introduction of the devil's soup that they were injecting in. So let's have a look at what's happened in the UK this week. A blackpool nurse who drugged patients for an easy life. She drugged them. Um, she's been given just over seven years in jail. Everyone's saying, oh good. Well, well, I trained as a nurse in 1984. It's the tip of the iceberg, folks. I worked, my very first ward was care of the elderly. And I can tell you that there was a group of night nurses in there that they used to give the patients lots of sedation, these elderly patients who had dementia. Then they would put them into the day room at the end of this long ward with the chairs tipped backwards, their dressing gowns on back to front and the dressing gown tie would be tied around their arms. So they were effectively tied into the chairs. Nothing happened nothing happened to those nurses. It was just spoken about and they were spoken to. So this is nothing new what's happening. This always has happened in any, any area where you have people who are less able, be it elderly, be it disabled. You will always get people who love to wield that power and control over others. Sadly, it is a human trait, which is the, the most ugly. And when you look at a lot of these professions and who they attract into them, they attract huge numbers of this kind of disposition, should I say. Now, if we look at the NMC, I'm sorry that I'm looking down. Sometimes, you know, things don't always go as planned. Otherwise, I'd have had a teleprompter up, which I will next time, I'm getting all geared up for New Year, Uh, the NMC, which was taken over by the government in 2001, the Nursing and Midwifery Council in the UK, they have a similar thing in America, they have a similar thing in Australia, they have a similar thing in all countries, Mexico has theirs, they all have them, they're all pretty much the same, and they state that they're there to safeguard you, the patient, I beg to differ, Now, I had my registration withdrew. I don't want to be on that register. For me, that would be like being on the books at Auschwitz, personally, and working within their guidelines. I'm not interested. And all of you that think you're working within those guidelines, most of you are not. And we saw you on the TikTok videos that are doing the rounds again. I saw one this morning, what looked like a um, high-dependency unit, could have even been an intensive care unit with these buffoons, several of them looking rather large, in PPE gear. And they were doing some ridiculous dance in front of the glass partition and there was some bloke sitting behind the glass partition on his own with a mask on. I don't know what he was trying to protect himself from. And, of course, we saw Michelle Moan, who was used to sell bras, big bras, that I could fit my head in. And then all of a sudden, I think it was David Cameron, Put her in a a pompous position in Parliament. She made an extraordinary amount of money, millions, millions on PPE gear. So she won't need to sell another bra in her life. Anyway, that NMC Code of Professional Conduct. Point 18. You're going to like this. Please do listen carefully. I will be asking questions afterwards. Of course, I won't be, but I'm just telling you that. Point 18. Advise on, prescribe, supply, dispense, administer medicines within the limits of your training and competence. And the law, the law. None of you are above the law. Uh, Guidance and other relevant, and our guidance and other relevant policies, guidance and regulations. So let me just put this to you nurses. When you gave those AstraZeneca vaccines, And the doctors picked out and told all those that were most vulnerable that already had existing medical conditions. You gave those knowing that before you gave them, they caused um, a condition that affected the entire neurological system. Thrombocytopenia, it caused lots of clotting and thrombosis. And that when you treated those with the regular treatment, once they'd had this injection, which was heparin, it killed the patients. So it does state that you are supposed to stay abreast of all new information. And that information mm, was out there, but you carried on, didn't you? both in the UK, I can't remember, was it 30 million doses you gave or was it 50 million? Let's not split hairs. I couldn't have given a rat's behind if you'd given one with that information out there. In America, another 200 million were given after that information was known. Given by whom? The nurses. Oh dear. Let's move on. Point 19 of the nursing and midwifery. Code of professional conduct in the UK, incidentally, that nurses have to pay every year. I think it's 120 quid, or it was what I used to have to do it, to remain on that register. And then, and they have to fulfill a certain amount of hours of practice, a certain amount of study. I beg to differ whether they've actually done any study. And every three years, they have to prove it. They have to prove it uh, that they've done that. Hmm. Well, point 19, be aware of and reduce as far as possible any potential for harm associated with your practice. I'm not moving on just yet to the killer guidelines. I'm going to move on to that afterwards, but I am gonna finish on a high note because you are my fam. You're the natural nurse army. Well, if you're aware and reduce as far as possible any potential harm associated with your practice, what about all you nurses that took money for working at these vaccine centers and stated like all you midwives up in nottingham i'm not getting my kids vaccinated none of us are having it but i am going to work in the clinics to get some money together for my christmas shopping yeah you did say that didn't you you did because one of you grasped you up to me and i've got the biggest gob going as nurses come now point 20.4 20.4 Keep to the laws of the country in which you are practicing. Well, the law in the UK, and I believe it's the same in America, and I believe it's the same in Europe, and I believe it's the same in Canada. The law is that euthanasia is illegal. And if it were legal, you would need consent of the patient, not the patient's distant relative or Bob, the builder that's happened to pop in, or the neighbor or the milkman or anyone else or the paramedic or anyone else saying i've got power of attorney no you've got to have the patient's consent if you don't have that patient's consent you can't do it we we don't have euthanasia in the uk it's illegal so those amounts of drugs that you gave those patients when you removed all their food water and essential medication was hastening their death therefore it was murder therefore that makes you a murderer if found guilty in a court of law. Yes, it does. And I know that a lot of you think that you're above the law. I don't know whether you've noticed, but the government do not love you and they are not your mummy and daddy. And that's how it stands. Nurses all over the place, and I've spoken on this show and I've done a tweet about it this week, which has caused a a lot of stirs. It's had a lot of shares. A student nurse who worked in the southeast, her first ward, and she was told to not give the patients a drink no matter how much they begged. One old lady, she sat and held her hand and the woman was crying for a drink and she was ordered, do not give her a drink. These patients were left in faeces and urine and the nurse in charge clicked her fingers to get this young student nurse out. That student nurse is receiving counselling for severe PTSD. She's left nursing and she will eventually put this on record. But right now, for all of you saying she needs to speak to the police, she's in counselling. This would put her at great risk. There needs to be a tipping point and it is coming. Now, the good thing is all of you nurses out there, you signed your signature when you gave those fatal doses. Yes, you did. You signed the controlled drug book and you signed the notes. It's all written. You can't get rid of it. You signed it right then and there. And there are people like me who will not leave this earth with a breath in my body without looking for justice, remembering it and the History shows us that's exactly what happens. Now, going on to point 20.9, maintain a level of health. You need to carry out your professional role. I'm going to say it. We saw you dancing on the TikTok videos. You really need to join in with my shows come the new year and sort out your obesity and you're being overweight the fact that you are vaping smoking eating a crappy cruddy diet you need to join because it does state in your code of professional conduct and when you say I'm a doctor no one cares when you say I'm a nurse no one definitely cares they're all scared of you and you've done it to yourselves so if you're fat as well and dancing we definitely don't care because you're not a health advocate now at this point actually if you would like to Email in and tell me your medical crimes in tyrannical times, Kate Shamarani at TnTradio.live. Kate Shamarani at tntradio.live. You can also call in. I'm happy to take calls at this stage because we can't get a hold of our guest. So I'm just going to give you a whole run of me because I love you and I know you love me. Anyway, let's talk about in the UK. We had NG159, NG163, NG191 and so on. And now we are on guideline 29.5. What is 29.5? It's pretty hairy. They can give children who weigh three kilograms up to, I believe it's, is it 39 kilos? No, it must be 29 kilos. But anyway, whatever it is, it's not very much. They can give these children remdesivir. Now, remembering the Ebola trials, Remdesivir killed 54% of those it was given to. And any child who weighs 39 kilos or over can be given an adult dose. And when you get to day three, that's the fatal dose because the carrying agent begins to collect in the kidneys. Who's giving this? You registered nurses. Do you remember what I said? advise, prescribe, supply, dispense, administer. That's you, you're administering. You're administering this, so you should know this. Doesn't matter that the doctor prescribed it. It's you that are delivering that fatal fatal dose. And it's you that it's going to sit with. Ain't no court in the law gonna listen to your whining and wailing of, I was just doing my job. Uh, I had to do it it was the guideline because look behind you and you're just going to see a little cloud of dust of the NMC the RCN and the NHS as they disappear into yonder and you're just going to see these little you know dust balls rolling through at your feet and you're going to have to justify why you gave it so they say that you know should the those kids not get better um just consider putting them on end-of-life care. Well, they're not going to get better if you're giving them that amount. So a child whose body weight is 3 kilograms to 39 kilograms, you give a loading dose, 5 milligrams per kilogram for one dose, then maintenance of 2.5 milligrams per kilogram daily for up to 10 days in total, Following a multidisciplinary assessment and consider stopping treatment if continuous deterioration, despite 48 hours of mechanical ventilation, (laughs) ventilation, well, they are going to deteriorate because it causes fluid to build up in the heart and the lungs. And you should know this. You should go and read this because it does state in your code of conduct anyway i'm getting all excited so i'm going to have a quick note from our sponsors don't go away this is explosive and it could save your life tnt radio's
0: chris smith despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists hijackers or violent drunks or those who were drugged out as they board and this has been going on since 1961 they won't be around this thanksgiving none of them air marshals were always meant to be invisible well you can guarantee I guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio.
1: Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn?
0: He was the national security advisor to the president.
1: Why is it that they
0: go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son. And yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their son, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism but the goal is the same for the state to have control of every aspect of your life we have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue they took fewer men in the takedown of el chapo than they did to arrest me and comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together and to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp
1: is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need, basically, an exorcism in Washington, D.C.
0: When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done.
1: The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com.
0: Our next steps to space. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: I'm Kate Shimarani, natural nurse in a toxic world for TNT Radio Live. Do you think we really went to the moon? Please tell me you don't, because that's about as pants as dinosaurs. I've been to the Natural History Museum. They're plastic dinosaurs. (laughs) But anyway, we're talking medical crimes in tyrannical times. Yesterday, for the, the viewers in the UK, you saw a footballer collapse on the pitch and have a cardiac arrest. I think... Uh, I've only seen that once and actually the registrar of the department where I used to work, Frank Coffey, was there and he jumped onto the pitch and gave life-saving treatment. It's not natural to see people in their prime. These are very fit guys. Don't forget most of them. I think they do. I'm not a footballer. I've dated a few. I I really have. (laughs) No, I have. Oh, I could tell you some stories, but I might get sued. Um... It's, it's not natural. They go and do their training every single morning. These are fit guys. I wonder what could possibly be making all of these young, fit people right across the world be having sudden cardiac arrest. Now, the British Heart Foundation, are you, honestly, I, I get to this point. I think you couldn't make this up. The British Heart Foundation has said that COVID-19 is a condition that affects the heart, the vascular system. So does 5G, incidentally. Did I really say that? Yes, I did. 5G does that. And you know, when, when you think that 60 gigahertz and up, it stops oxygen binding to the hemoglobin. That's the protein portion of your red blood cells, your erythrocytes, their little biconcave discs. It stops the oxygen from binding to it. What is oxygen? It's life. It takes about 17 seconds for that oxygen to go around your body, which is why when you're on an aircraft, what does it tell you to do in a sudden decompression? Pull the mask down. Put it onto you first before you try and help someone else. Why is that? Because you very quickly, within several seconds, will become incapacitated and unable to coordinate to get that mask over your own airways yes your airways are your mouth and your nose you weren't born with gills so that is why you shouldn't be wearing a dirty rag across your gob and your nose all the time uh, breathing back in your toxins it's not doing nowt so for all you nurses stating that as well you're a bit silly so i don't know what the outcome is of this footballer but a cardiac arrest is, is not good And depending on how long he has been without oxygen, two cells in the body will determine what is going to happen over the next 10 days. And what can happen with these patients is pieces of the heart muscle begin to die. And then you run the risk of dying from infection or you run the risk of the heart beginning to fail. And this is very real. And in the five years that I worked in the busiest AE department in Europe, I didn't see a single sudden adult death syndrome. And I don't believe I saw in my time working there, a single cardiac arrest in a young pe- person. I only remember one child in my entire nursing career who had a cardiac arrest. And as it turned out, she had a, an anomaly in her heart. And because I'm, it's not I'm morbid, but I like to look at the ages around graveyards. And I've been around lots and lots and lots. And there's one young girl I've seen that died over a decade ago locally. And um, and I've looked into it and she was a cardiac arrest. Again, uh, uh, an anomaly. So let's go back. 21st of October in the Scottish Daily Express. And again, I must apologize for looking down. Our guest, I'm not sure what's happened probably the time change, Gail McRae. But I promise to bring you nurse Gail McRae on in the new year because she's, she's very up for speaking out. And I have got you a lot of other nurses as well that are going to come on, but I don't want to be the merchant of doom and bring them all at once. I've got some hysterical doctors coming on as well. But the Scottish Daily Express said that a COVID whistleblower, Leslie Roberts, calls it a medical blunder. You heard that right, a medical blunder. The treatment guidelines that killed so many page patients were a medical blunder. Now, I'm sorry, you're not having it. You're not having it. I'm not giving it to you. Medical blunder, my behind. When you do it once and the patient dies, and you do it a second time and the patient dies, you start to think, well, that's two patients on that protocol that have died. How many are surviving on that protocol? zero zero. Um, so when you get to the third time, you should be getting a bit switchy. So it wasn't a blunder because it was 11 doctors who signed off on that guideline. Sorry, seven, uh, 11 doctors wouldn't sign off. I apologize on that guideline because they stated it would kill the patients. So one doctor, I believe his name is Rob George. Is he an evangelist? I think he is actually. Yeah. Uh, not that that's I'm just saying, actually, I'm not just saying I know lots about him, but we take a lot of the show up. Um, He signed off on it and that guideline came in and all of those doctors then prescribed that guideline and the nurses delivered it. They delivered it. So that makes it even more important. When I go back to the NMC taken over the government by in 2001, they had the cheek. Please do go on and read there and feel free to email the NMC. They had the cheek to say that m- m- my fit to practice, I didn't kill anybody. There was no patient complaints about me or relatives. It was a couple of fat nurses that I knew. Uh, only one of them that I'd seen in the 25 years preceding this. Oh, hated nursing. You hated nursing, didn't you, Joe? And I'd loaned money to And all of a sudden, she was a hero, a hero, like lots of them, enjoying their hero status. And um, they went to the NMC about me. They didn't know anything about me. I was just stating what I was seeing. And I had evidence. And they had the cheek. But anyway, I'm not bitter. I can apply to go back on that register. It's not happening. I don't want to. And all of the ones that were on that meeting with me, I served them notice of genocide. That's exactly what I did. And then when they kept emailing me, I said, under the 2006 Terrorism Act, you are complicit in the time of uh, the crime of terrorism. And if you keep contacting me, I'll seek legal guidance against them. So that was the end of that love affair. I don't want to be on it. Uh, But let me just see, as I've mentioned it, the nurses. One of my friends used to be a nurse and she worked in the community she also worked as a practice nurse she's my children's godmother that's how much i trust her victoria she left nursing and she's going to be coming on the show and she'll tell you why she left nursing she'll tell you what she saw when they got rid of the liverpool care pathway and the very next day they continued it she's going to tell all of you now during that Lockdown, the government in the UK insisted that we, the public, went out on a Thursday night with our pots and pans and banged them and clapped for the nurses. Stay home, protect the NHS. Why? You're paying for it. But they demanded that we go outside into our streets and clap for this lot that were dancing on TikTok videos. The hospitals were empty. They had priority shopping over the elderly. It was a deadly, deadly virus that was going to kill you it was a lurking lurking After hours, should the pubs be allowed to open, it was hanging about behind trees on bar stools in the streets, waiting for you to come out the pub, which is why they couldn't open the pub, waiting to get you. It was on worktops. It was on everything. But you were handing your money to the checkout girls who were handling that and touching their masks and touching your shopping and shifting it along and the next person. And the nurses were shopping in their dirty, filthy scrubs with their lanyards around their neck That they were going into the hospitals and going home i actually saw a fat doctor in the supermarket with a pizza under her arm and a bottle of wine in her scrubs and i said really really and she went oh i don't normally do it i went i don't care what you normally do you're doing it now though aren't you love anyway that's the hypocrisy of it so all of those nurses we were expected to clap for them Well, my friend didn't. And the neighbours had the audacity to knock on her door and demand that she come out and and clap and bang pots and pans. And she said no and went back in and shut her door. Anyway, that's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. It's like standing, isn't it, with all the all the people getting off the trains at the camps, uh, ready to be. Uh, sifted through. And I watched a documentary, actually, lots of episodes with real footage from the Second World War. And I'm not saying it, it looked at all sides. It looked at what the what the uh, Germans did to the Russian captives the soldiers that were shooting them, uh, what the Russians did to their own people. It looked at everything. But it would be like me clapping, clapping as that, come on up you get, get, get into that line there. Yeah, that one's going straight to be sure clapping that's what it's like so going back onto it when they say it was a medical blunder you're not having it no amnesty you did it you would have seen that it was killing people you can't now come around and say well I didn't know because you did know you were telling me one secretary that I spoke to from the doctor's surgery told me that two patients went into the hospital, one with a broken wrist, a collie's fracture. She would ordinarily, they'd put a back slab on, send you home, you'd come back to fracture clinic the next day. And one with a broken hip in their early 70s. Several days later, she was putting their names into the system to record them as COVID deaths. This has happened and everyone has seen it what you should be really quaking in your pants about is the fact that unless you say something or do something it's still happening and it's still happening with the latest guideline 29.5 and that 29.5 when you go into the hospital um they're going to remove all your food water and essential medication if you are, uh, the other thing they're using is a pulse can Buy these off Amazon. And that pulse oximity is going to go onto your finger and, and the paramedics can do it. The nurses can do it. The care assistants can do it. The managers in the nursing homes can do it. Uh, anyone can do it really. And if that's showing a low oxygen reading and you are 18 or over and with a clinical frailty score of five, um, that's going to be your diagnosis of having covid so that's going to be what's going to put you onto a guideline it i'm not saying to you don't go into the hospital what i'm saying to you is do not seek that care unless it is an emergency and should you have to like one of my patients today make sure that you have a loved one with you who has power of attorney make sure they remain with you make sure that they state That you are not to be placed on a do not resuscitate. Make sure that you know that that's been recorded in your notes. Make sure you state that you are not going to be placed on end of life care. You need to have all of these things written down to protect you or your loved ones. But what you could do is take care of your health yourself. Be very, very in tune with your body. And there are ways to do it. And, uh, I'm just going to go through them. (laughs) Let's start with a good night's sleep. What time did you all go to bed last night? Were you like salivating on the sofa till you went into some trance? I was in bed pretty early. And if you go to bed early, you wake up early. Um, You should be going to bed a couple of hours before midnight and you shouldn't have any light. One of my neighbours, it is quite annoying has decided that they would like to put LED lights all around their house on a sensor because they think I'm interested in their house. And it lights up constantly. I mean, they say, don't they, uh, uh, The uh, uh, what is it? The Englishman's home is his castle. Well, my neighbours, my new neighbours clearly think that their castle is better than everybody else's and they want us all to look at it. It's getting right on my last nerve because it lights up like a Halloween cake until whatever time they switch it off every time anything goes past it so i i might actually post them a little thing about um led and like contamination because your pineal gland in the top where it's directly between your eyes and sort of down it needs complete darkness for you to start making melatonin and other hormones and it's wonderful what that does actually there are cancer clinics in Mexico. And I have had Dr. Patrick because on, he's going to come on again. But they use huge doses of melatonin. And it's been shown to stop tumors from growing. How fantastic is that? So wouldn't you like to be making your own? Don't you feel fabulous when you wake up and you've had a good night's sleep and you're rearing to go? How awful do you feel when you've had a late night? Because you have to be in deep, deep sleep for your brain to clean itself. It's called the glym system. And it doesn't start cleaning until you're in deep sleep. That's why when you don't go to bed early, or you have a very late night, you feel a bit hungover, don't you? You've got that fuzzy kind of headache, you're irritable. I think all teachers should be made to go to bed by 10 o'clock. Can you imagine? I know what I was like when my kids were young. I can't imagine being a teacher with 30 of the rowdy, rowdy little ones in there, or teenagers, even worse. Anyway, a little note for our sponsors now from our sponsors now. And then we're going to carry on with how you're going to get through the festive season. Now the producers just told me that this is supposed to be my last show, hence my Christmas jacket. But the producers just told me he's up for a show on Christmas Eve. I'm up for a show on Christmas Eve. He says he's going to dress as Santa. I'll dress as a fairy if you all want to join me. Let's see what we can do. Come back in a few minutes. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
0: I think we have a big problem globally with the perception that people have, especially with people who I think are quite intelligent. They're well-off, they're well-meaning, and yet they have bought into the whole man-made climate change scam. I was at a holiday party last night and a lady that was there had a Tesla. And I have nothing against Tesla. So I was asking her, well, how long does it take you to charge a Tesla? She says, five hours. That's in her garage. And I said, well, what if you're traveling cross country? She says, I'll look up rapid charging station. I said, okay, okay. And how long does that take? A half hour. So let me get this straight. You have to plan your trip so that you will stop for a half hour at charging stations. You have to go look along the route. I mean, I travel across the United States all the time. It takes me three minutes to fill my tank for 400 miles, not a half hour to recharge it. and. What's interesting is it's tough enough to figure out which hotel to stay in as opposed to trying to find a charging station. But if you have a lot of money, that's fine. But things got sort of sticky at the end of the party to a point where my wife actually grabbed me and said, come on, let's go. When the lady said to me, well, I'm doing my part to stop CO2 from warming the atmosphere. Again, what bothers me is that she's very intelligent. I've had this encounter with a lot of intelligent people that they have actually been brainwashed. So we got a whole lot of work to do to try to at least get people to understand what's going on and to look at it. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog, meteorologist, Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. We all know what it's like to feel alone, but it just takes one new connection Want to get out of here? To empower many. This is unbelievable. It doesn't take a superhero to bring forces together. We all have the power to reach out. Let's go! And help someone feel like they belong. Pretty cool, huh? We are stronger together. Co-founder of the British Nursing Alliance, Kate Shimarani, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: I am Kate Shumarani, natural nurse in a toxic world. You can contact me for consultations, naturalnurse at mail.com. My website's almost ready. Big things happening in the new year, which is going to be wonderful for all of you nurses who wish to train and learn about nutrition and do what I do, which you all should be, because then you'd be real nurses, you'd be RNs, not just pharmaceutical pimps and assassins. Well, now I've got that bit in. There are some wonderful nurses out there, but unfortunately, the rest of you showed your hand and there's some terrible nurses out there. There's some downright cruel nurses out there. And there's some murdering witches out there. Um, anyway, let's look at the news today as well, because we are going to be talking a bit more about what you can do to keep yourself healthy. I was just looking at the exclusive in the news today. Will Kate and Wills snub Eton and send George to his mum's old school? Royal spotted visiting £47,000 a year Marlborough College for a second time. So, you know, all of you lot, your kids, you peasants, I'm a peasant, where you're struggling. Your houses are cold. You can't put your heating on all the time. You're counting as you go around the supermarket. You can't even afford to get your kids new shoes and they're growing like you wouldn't believe for school. And you don't know what you're going to do. Do you think the royals care? Do you think that they think, oh my words? They're going to they're gonna be putting U-Less cameras everywhere. We're not going to be able to drive anything, never mind that the electric cars are bursting into flames. They don't care about you. They're not even giving you a thought. My son went to Eton on a full scholarship. Rest assured that at the end of term, when all of their lost property items were loaded in each house and in my son's house onto the pool table, there were loads of knickers with Florence and Fred labels in. That's Tesco. <laughs> used to make me laugh I used to think yeah they might be at Eton which is an exorbitant amount of money but they're wearing Tesco knickers so uh, anyway but this is what I'm saying you know they're they're sending their children to 47,000 pound a year college Marlborough College and we saw the royal kids posting their Christmas cards into the mailbox for the for the peasant children what was that going to do They're going to, you know, spread some peanut butter on it and eat them. Is it going to help them? I just found this so utterly, utterly vulgar. But then again, if you're reading this trash, these newspapers, it's all about Harry and Wills, uh, the royals, you know, who's the odd person who's dying, which is terrible. But they just go down and... These papers are just good for picking dog turds up when you're out on your walks. I can tell you it's ridiculous. So stop waving your flags and idolatry and idolizing these people who do not care that you cannot pay your bills or feed your children. They don't care. Why are you idolizing them? Honestly, don't do it. The Lord and creator is within each and every one of us. You're created in the Lord's image. Get your idolatry right and start at home. Right now, that's my order. Anyway, <laughs> that's my bit going off on one. So what's the next thing we can do? Well, you're going to have a good night's sleep. You need to open your window. Do not have your, well, you can't afford to have your heating on all night. Just throw another cat on the bed. I throw another chihuahua on the bed. But you don't have to go to bed if, you, if you're on your own. You don't have to go to bed cold. You can put Primark pajamas on, Primarni. You can put your pajamas on an extra duvet, a counterpane, but have your window open so that you're getting fresh air into your room because as you're breathing at night, you're breathing out toxins. That's exactly what you're doing. So this is why Florence Nightingale in her memoirs, I bet most of those nurses haven't even read those memoirs. I have. And letting out the breath of the dead was one of the reasons she opened the windows in the mornings because That's why when you walk, have you ever walked into a load of teenage boys dormitories or rooms? God, it smells like something's died in there. But anyway, it's because you're breathing out toxins, you're sweating toxins. So throw your windows open in the morning like your mother used to do as well. You can close your bedroom door then and go out. But let lots of fresh air into your bedroom. Fold your duvet down. That's what you need to do. That's when when you go to the the Middle East and the Far East, it's fantastic. They throw all their bedding in outside on their balconies. It's wonderful to see. So you've done that. Go downstairs. Do not reach for the caffeine straight away or the sugar or the A1 milk. You really mustn't. Try and buy yourself a big bunch of organic celery on an empty stomach and juice it every morning. You can pick up cheap juices off eBay. I started off with a 50 quid juicer. I progressed to a couple of hundred. Then I progressed to 600. I also own a $4,000 juicer. Uh, I will incidentally be doing juicing days that we're going to tell you the dates in the new year. There'll be four in different regions where you'll learn all about avoiding and reversing disease naturally with yours truly and a couple of other guests but have a big glass of celery juices you can start with eight to ten ounces you'll know when it hits your stomach and then build up to 32 ounces a great big glass celery is a herb it's a herb it's not a vegetable it's not a fruit what does the lord tell us about the herbs they're our medicine and what's really funky about it is when you chop the bottom off which is it when it comes in its packet you chop the bottom off stand it in some spring water and keep topping that spring water up till the roots grow, then plant it in some compost, organic compost, and grow your own. I've got several going on my windowsill that are about to be transferred when the weather's warmer into my greenhouse and outside. Celery is so cheap to buy, make sure it's organic. I think, what is it, a quid? It's a pound. Organic celery juice, you can afford it. Then you wanna get outside and get your feet onto the lawn and if you live in an apartment, you could still do this. Or you could buy a grounding mat. Um, you could buy it from me. Girls Got to Eat. You can look on my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Telegram. I'll post the link later. Sleep with your feet on a grounding mat or work with one underneath your laptop or underneath your feet. Or if you're watching the Idiot's on the telly. But get outside. Even just a few minutes of standing on the lawn, spring, summer, autumn, winter. It won't kill you. But it will do wonders for your body if you want to lose weight this is a fantastic little hack and you don't even need to be mega fit to do this either get a skipping rope or you can just do star jumps and as soon as you get up in the morning before you do your celery juice a glass of water two celtic salt crystals because they've got over 80 of your minerals in they've got all three magnesiums in them And then set your timer because you've all got the devil's tool. You've all got an iPhone or an iWatch, whatever. Set your timer for 15 minutes and skip or do star jumps. When you get so tired, you'll probably be able to skip for 20 seconds. Just stop and walk it out. Star jumps, just stop and walk it out till you feel you can go again. Then go again. Do it again. When your timer goes off for 15 minutes, you just stop. Then go inside, have your celery juice. And then you wait a little while before you have your breakfast. What does that do? Well, you keep hearing people talking about fasting, fasting. You have naturally fasted when you've gone to sleep. So you shouldn't be eating after 8 p.m. So by the time you get up in the morning, you've naturally done a 12-hour fast. What those star jumps or those skips are going to do, and even if you are not very fit and the best you can do is sitting on the edge of your bed, bouncing on your mattress, that's good enough. That's all you need to do. Little bounces on your mattress. First of all, it's going to move your lymphatic fluid. But what that's going to do is it's going to use up all the um, glycogen that's in your muscles. It's going to use that up first and what's in your liver. So when you then get up and start moving around, you're going into fat burning because you've used up all your sugar stores. So that's what you do first thing if you're trying to lose weight. We're going to do so much of that in the new year because you're going to be doing my seven-day bender, Kate Shamaroni's seven-day bender, where I'm going to give you recipes. And you're going to do it over and over and over again. There is actually a book to accompany that. Um, But just doing that, having your celery juice, having your breakfast, and what are you going to have for your breakfast? Well, you're not going to have any of those nasty cereals because they really are garbage. There's a whole aisle dedicated. And I know you like your half a packet of biscuits. That was what I was weaned on, actually. It's what we used to go to school on, two custard creams, a slap with the hairbrush. And my mother would put us out the door and we would walk down several main roads, even though we were little little children, but we survived. But you don't want to be eating cereals. You don't want to be eating toast. It's hybridized. wheat, So you want to be having something nutritious. You could have, you, there's nothing saying that you can't have fish. Chicken, turkey, grass fed meat, organic eggs for breakfast, because you can and you can have it with some leafy greens. You could have half a grapefruit. You could have some spinach. You could have some eggs, have a good breakfast, but then you need a period in between when you're not eating a good five hours. You should be getting to the stage where you're really hungry before you eat, but stay hydrated. Lots of water lemon water, lime water, get a huge bottle, squeeze a couple of lemons into it, make sure it's opaque, because remember that as soon as the juice hits the air and the light, it's going to start degrading. Make sure you stay hydrated. In order to make the mucus in your body, which lines your mouth right down to your anus, that mucus you need, you need to be drinking lots of water and that is what's gonna do its job. So lots and lots of water. Have your lunch. Again, a big gap and have your dinner. Stay hydrated. I wouldn't be drinking if you really do need to drink a cup of coffee. Make sure it's before midday. And after that, stick to herbal teas or just water. Once you start doing it, it will become very, very natural. If it's that time of year where you want to be indulging in eggnog, Single malt whiskey. I hear all you fellas going, Now nah, she's talking. Now nah, she's talking. Um, single malt whiskey. There are loads of st- studies showing that if you had one a day, just one a day for five days, it has health benefits. Uh, incidentally, did you like my northern accent there? Now nah, she's talking. Now nah, she's talking. Anyway, try and remember that your liver has got to process all of these alcohol units that you're pouring down your neck so when it should be detoxing your body it's working even harder so may I suggest that for every glass of wine you have you have a large glass of water or even a spritzer have a spritzer where you pour some sparkling water into it I I can hear all of you now throwing things at the speaker going sacrilege (laughs) sacrilege she's telling us to water down our grog but you can and you'll feel better for it and try to stay away from the processed foods uh tins and tins and tins of quality street and uh what is it celebrations all of those things they're just shocking really think about your christmas dinner now i did give you a recipe last week for mince pies uh which is all natural dried fruit soaked in port honey to sweeten it Uh, buckwheat flour with almond milk and honey and rolled out. And then you sprinkle Celtic salt over the top when you put the filling into the pies. They're absolutely delicious. I made a whole batch of them and everyone scoffed them and left me with their shop-bought nasties. The other thing you can do is think about the fats that you're going to use. Um, I wouldn't be using any of these cooking oils like canola at all. And olive oil is great, but you're not supposed to heat it. But you can use goose fat uh my grandmother actually lived till she was in the 90s and she cooked everything in lard um everything and she and then we we as kids we were brought up having lard bread and dripping with salt and we used to eat that and i, I don't know and my grandmother used to have it and she's you know like i say, she lived till she was in the 90s my mother's nearly 80. But you you can cook things better. A really nice tip with your potatoes is cook them, pour boiling water on them. Don't bring them to the boil, pour the boiling water on them and then turn on the heat. Cook them for five to seven minutes, tip the water out, let the water that's on them evaporate off, put the lid on, shake them up to make them fluffy and then put the goose fat, or I think people also use the clarified butter, but you could use the goose fat, like I say, put it, and some people use coconut oil, put it in and make it hot first in the oven and then put your potatoes in it and shake them around and cook them. They'll come out really crispy and yummy. The same with when you're doing carrots and parsnips, you can use honey, you can use some of that fat, some black pepper and roast them in the oven. But think about when you're buying these things ready made, what's been done to them? what's been put on them. Go into these supermarkets and you'll see every single thing has sugar added to it. And I am a completely, I I don't eat sugar anymore at all, at all, at all. I'm so careful. And I have been doing a parasite cleanse. I'm coming to the end of it for three weeks. Um, If you haven't done a parasite cleanse, that's something we're going to be talking about in the new year that every person should do. It's, it's incredible when you see what you see in the toilet don't all go uh, 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 uh. you worm your dogs and you worm your cat you see your dog's dragging its backside across the carpet apparently that's the anal scent glands. but you worm your cats and dogs but you don't worm yourself get a piece of bacon or a piece of pork and pour coca-cola on it and watch what comes out and uh you know, if you're eating sushi, any of these things have got parasites in. And if your stomach acid isn't 1.5 to 3.5, which a lot of people, they haven't got that because their thyroid is down, because they've got Epstein-Barr virus or whatever else, or they're taking a um, they're going to have a big problem. A big problem, but you're not because you're listening to me, Kate Shumar on The Natural Nurse in a Toxic World. And I've got a gentleman coming on in the new year to talk all about parasites and how to get rid of them. So I've been doing my parasite cleanse and my wonderful friend, Simone Plow, who's been on here, was telling me that when it's a full moon, these little suckers are in full swing. <laughs> and when you think, I want sugar, I want sugar, I want sugar, I want chocolate, that's not you thinking that's your parasites. And incidentally, yes, they do get into the brain. As one study showed an autopsy of all these patients with Parkinson's, their brains were full of parasites. Anyway, I want to leave on a good note. You're all fabulous because you're listening to me. And I'm fabulous because I'm sitting here preaching to all of you. And I want you to have the most fantastic festive season. Get with friends get with loved ones tell them you love them it is a time for sharing and caring don't be in the 30 percent that get divorced after christmas love your mother-in-law she's only here one day you can put up with her give her eggnog sit her in the corner tell her you love her and just have a wonderful time me i'm heading out over the eastbourne cliffs now with my poochers not literally over the cliffs but i'm going for a great big walk Thank you so much for joining me, Kate Shemarani, on TNT Radio Live. Hopefully I'll see you all again soon.